staring at the gurgling water. The professor will see Thomas, right? Lydia sighed deeply, her breath trembling in her chest. Please, God, let it be so, sir, she replied. She wanted to cry, but did not. Instead, she made a confession. I've been a fool, she said suddenly. Sir Theodosius's head jolted, sending his jowls wobbling. What's this, my dear? She plucked the head of an ox-eyed daisy from its stem and began plucking the petals. He's been the only one who's been true to me. The coroner inclined his head. Ah, he said as if suddenly understanding. Thomas! The thought of losing him! She tossed the daisy head into the stream. Sir Theodosius nodded and patted her hand. I know, my dear, I know. Sometimes it takes the prospect of losing someone to make us realize how much they mean to us. Lydia looked the coroner in the eye. He means the world to me. The coroner nodded. Then you must tell him so. I intend to, she said with a nod, then looked away and muttered quietly, if I have the chance. Just then the latch on the gate clicked and both of them switched back to see Eliza's head peering round. Professor Hasher says you may return, my lady, she said. Sir Theodosius smiled at Lydia and squeezed her hand. Yes, you must tell him so yourself, he said. All of them made their way back inside and up the stairs to where Thomas lay. Lydia hurried in first, but stopped short of the bed when Mr. Peabody signalled to her to come no farther. She suddenly saw why. Professor Hasher, his hands still bloodied, was standing back to inspect his handicraft. Appearing to examine the closed wound with an artist's eye, he nodded to himself, seemingly satisfied that the stitches were as neat as he could make them, and spaced at equal distances, he took a pair of scissors and snipped the catgut. His shoulders heaved as he allowed himself a deep breath, as if he had not breathed since he began the delicate procedure of tending to his patient's injury. Still standing at the foot of the bed, Lydia glanced at the bowl on the bedside table. She was grateful to have been spared the sight of the removal of fragments of shattered metal from the wound, although there was still spilled blood on the white sheets. She was not alone in holding back. Sir Theodosius and Eliza did, too, nervous about what they might see. They were waiting on Professor Hasher's word, and it came very soon. "'Das ist gut,' he pronounced finally, with a nod of his snowy white head. With the professor's announcement, all those in the room seemed to relax a little, as if their nerves had all been held taut by some invisible thread. They had been tense ever since they had known the seriousness of the injury. Now, at last, they could all breathe a little easier. After another moment's deliberation, the professor, to everyone's surprise, addressed his patient. "'That breastplate may have saved your life, but it still made the nasty hole in your chest.' he admonished. Thomas, it seemed, was conscious, and Lydia rushed forward. From the bed his hand rose and he placed his fingers lightly along the row of stitches on his chest, as if playing the keys of a forte piano. They feel even enough. You have done a good job, Professor, came the croaked reply. Although Mr. Peabody had dosed him liberally with laudanum, Thomas had remained conscious throughout the procedure. Through the fog of shock and pain, he had managed to follow the Saxon surgeon's work, cleaning up a chest wound that would most certainly have been fatal had he not been wearing protective armour. Thank 
God, you are back with us, exclaimed Lydia as soon as she saw Thomas's face. He managed to smile at her through his evident discomfort. As the professor reached for bandages from his case, however, Thomas switched his attention. A good dollop of aloe balm on the wound would surely not go amiss, sir, he suggested. Hasher paused at his words, glanced at Sir Theodosius, then rolled his eyes. The two older men exchanged weary smiles. The next time you're challenged to a dual silkstone, I beg you, do not accept, for all our sakes, exhorted the coroner, as he lumbered up to draw alongside the injured young doctor. Lydia clasped Thomas's hand in hers. For mine especially, she said. Thomas, his eyes now fully open but his breath rasping, whispered his reply. Fear not, sweet lady, tis not grave, he told her. It was all she had.